Well, Razorback fans, I watched this Razorback basketball team. Man, I think they got what it takes to win it all this year. You are Locked On Razorbacks, your daily podcast on the Arkansas Razorbacks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into Locked On Razorbacks podcast. I am your host, John Neighbors. I am also the host of Out of Bounds. You catch every weekday afternoon from 1 to 4 on 103.7 The Buzz and 1037thebuzz.com. Today's episode is brought to you by Prize Picks. Go to prizepicks.com slash college and use promo code LOCKEDONCOLLEGE for a first deposit match up to $100. Daily fantasy sports made easy. Hope everybody's having a wonderful, wonderful Monday as we have finally made it to this point of the year where now we start to transition a little bit more to the basketball side of things. And man, oh man, I, it's we'll talk football. We'll talk football here in just a little bit. But a lot of you had a chance to go to the Arkansas-Purdue exhibition game, which we had been looking forward to, at least I have been looking forward to, for months. Ever since it was a first announced, I loved every single bit of it, every single idea about it. I absolutely was in love with. I thought that it would be a great way of seeing exactly how good this Razorback basketball team was. I thought it was going to be a great way to see how they go up against a player to the caliber of Zach Eady. Like, I just thought overall, everything about it was perfect. However, I will also be honest and say that going into the game, I did not believe Arkansas was going to win. Just because of the fact that Purdue's returning all five of their starters from a team that was a number one seed last year. I know they lost to a 16 seed in Fairleigh Dickinson, but had the reigning player of the year who averaged 22 points a game. And just the fact that you have so many new faces and you're having a guy like Trevin Brazil having to slowly and surely get back to the point he's feeling comfortable and confident again. I just didn't have a whole lot of didn't have a whole lot of confidence that they were going to win. But we know college basketball is crazy. Bud Walton Arena and the atmosphere can always lead to things. And I was so glad that I was completely wrong in this one. Uh, Because Arkansas takes care of business in overtime, mind you, by a final score of 81 to 77, Razorbacks get the dub. Uh, I mean, where do we begin into this? There's a lot of things to unpack, and we'll talk about the previewing, then we'll get into uh, reasons why I believe Arkansas has a chance to win it all, win the national championship. But shout out to these newcomers for Arkansas. Uh, you know, we we know what we get and what we expect out of particular players that have been on this roster for a while now. But thinking about some of these guys and what we expected them to be as, as a transfer. for So first off, Keon Minifield not playing this year. And it looks like with, uh, what's going on with... Um, Jalen Graham is that he may not be healthy for a bit. So you were without two of those guys, a new key transfer, and then uh, one of the key returners, or at least one of the few returners you had from last year. So in this game, you get the start from Trevin Brazil, who got a resounding ovation, Chandler Lawson, who was the late addition transfer from Memphis, L. Ellis, D- Devo Davis, and Tremont Mark. Interesting starting lineup. And You had Khalif Battle, Makai Mitchell, Jeremiah Davenport coming off the bench, as well as Layden Blocker uh, playing significant minutes. Pinion played a little bit too, but didn't really record much stats. But that's what your lineup basically looked like for Arkansas. Now, you had two guys get 15 points, Trevin Brazil and Tremont Mark. Trevin Brazil, it was so good to see him back. Uh, You know, he went four of seven from the field, two of four from three, 
and made all five of his free throws. He had five rebounds in this game. Uh, he didn't commit a personal foul. That to me is, I, I don't know if that's, uh, you know, maybe him just getting away with it or what, but he did not commit one single foul. He had one assist and three steals. Arkansas as a team had 20 steals in this game, just bonkers, or excuse me, uh, uh, 14 steals in this game, just insane. Uh, they caused 20 turnovers. So you had him. And then uh, Tremont Mark, who was just incredible, especially down the stretch. He needs to hit his free throws, and he knows that. But he had 15 points, 5 of 10 from the field, 1 of 1 from three-point land. Did go 4 of 8 from the free throw line. That was, that was brutal. But uh, was able to bring in 6 rebounds, 4 assists, 2 block shots, a steal, and 0 turnovers. And he was the guy who played the majority of the game. Played 36 minutes in this game. And was able to make some big plays down the stretch and even hit the big three when Arkansas was down by three uh, to tie up the game and send it to overtime. So he was awesome. Those two guys led the way in scoring. Also had 12 points from both L. Ellis and Caliph Battle, which I found out it's Caliph Battle, not Caliph, Caliph Battle. So I got to start making sure I get that right. But you had uh, both those guys are able to pour in 12 points. Uh, very, I thought L. Ellis did a great job. Five of 10 from the field for him. Three assists, did have two turnovers, but uh, throwing Khalif Battle, who's supposed to be the offensive dude. He is 5'11", two of six from three, five rebounds for him. Uh, did also have a steal. So uh, nice to see him. But so wait, those are the scoring guys. Those are the offensive guys that really got it going uh, for the most part. Chan, and, but the defensively is what impressed me the most about this team. Like offense, let's be honest. I don't know if many people and many teams, I think even Musk said this, that are going to go up against Purdue and score 81 points against them. Like, I just don't think that's something that's going to happen very often, just to be honest about it. So you had a pretty good offensive showing, but it was the defense that was really incredible. And to me, the player of this game and, and the guy that deserves so much credit was Chandler Lawson. I didn't know what to expect out of Chandler Lawson when he was coming into the game and into the season. And he's a late addition, but he had a long wingspan. And if you see him, you see just how long he is. I think he's listed at 6'8 overall, but just really long wingspan. And, and in fact, and I don't mean this in an insulting way, but it's almost like his head looks so small compared to his body. Just be, it's, His head size is normal, but it's just because he has such a huge wingspan. And he was tasked with just a simple thing of, hey, going and guarding Zach Eady, you know, the, the best player in the country and, uh, unanimous preseason player of the year. Yeah, just go out there and guard him. It'll be fine. And I think he did an outstanding job. He played 33 minutes in this game. He was very selective in his shooting, went three of four from the field, went three of three from the free throw line, even made a three. And he only had two rebounds. But he was able to get three steals and three block shots. And uh, he did commit four fouls. But he really held Zach Eady in check, who played 24 minutes in this game, had 15 points and nine rebounds. I mean, for most, it may sound like a good game, which it is, but like for someone like Eady, who was averaging 22 points and like 14 rebounds last year, and a guy who's 7'5, uh, I, I would say that Chandler Lawson did an outstanding job on him. He even said in his press conference uh, that Lawson said, My job was to block out Eady and let my guys go get rebounds. And that's essentially what happened. That's what they did, is they just went out and they got rebounds. So Chandler Lawson was awesome. Uh, Devo, you know, he he didn't do a whole lot offensively. In fact, he was his he was minus eight. He had a, he, had, he struggled in this game. Uh, only went one of three from the field. Got two rebounds though, four assists, three turnovers. To get that, did get three steals, but uh, just not an overall great game from him. 
Uh, Makai Mitchell came in and played 20 minutes. Got four points, three rebounds. Steal. I mean, so, it was, again, it was just a great performance, Arkansas, and they won. Now, as we all talked about, oh, this game, it doesn't count, but it does count, though, if you win, because then suddenly things can really get revved up to an 11. But I just keep going back to the fact that this is a team that had a lot of uncertainty surrounding it, 100%. Like, Arkansas, there was there was just a lot of uncertainty for them, and we know transfers are always a very interesting thing to see how it's going to be handled and how both sides are going to be able to do it. But here's the thing that really impressed me from the from the very end of the game and why I believe what we're going to talk about next is why I believe Arkansas has what it takes to win a title. Folks, when you bring in a new team with new players, new blood, there's a growing process as we've seen. You know, I think back to Arkansas when they had, uh, I think it was two years ago, when they had the Note, Jalen Williams, Devo Davis team that made to the Elite Eight and beat Gonzaga. Like, those were the three guys that were mainly part of the team coming back, and they were really good. But you had Stanley Amude, Adis Tony, Trey Wade, Chris Likes, a ton of transfers that came in, and they had to figure things out. And you look back at the beginning of that year, Arkansas barely won their exhibition games that year. They were giving up like 14 threes a game to start the year. They were still winning. They were still doing okay. But like you could tell it took a little while for them to get going. In this particular game, you had Devo Davis not play well at all. Your, your star dude, the guy who has most experience on the team with this team by far. You had Makai Mitchell, who, you know, obviously was a starter last year and has had some experience, but not really being relied on as much. And then you had Trevin Brazil, who was coming off of a major injury, season-ending injury, and still trying to get back into the flow of things. Those are the only three guys. Everybody else is a transfer. Everybody else is a transfer. Everybody else you would think it would take longer, but in the final minutes and then in the overtime period, you didn't have Devo Davis. You didn't have Makai Mitchell. Like those guys really weren't making the impact in the overtime period. You had Brazil, and then you had four transfers. You had Chandler Lawson, who this is his first real main action as a Razorback. Same thing with Ellis. Same thing with Mark. Same thing with Battle. And then you even had Layden Blocker as a true freshman play a little bit. So like the point is, is that when you came down to it, Tremont Mark was a guy that made the big shots when they mattered the most. Tremont Mark's when they made those plays. L. Ellis went and got his too. Chandler Lawson did an outstanding job. These are the newcomers. And if this right here, folks, if this right here is the worst we're going to see the Razorbacks and they were going up against one of the best teams in the country with down the stretch and in the most important moments had four brand new players bringing it home for you and another player and your other fifth guy is a guy coming off of this major season-ending injury. If this is already what we're seeing, there's no stopping this team. This team is going to really wow some people. And this team seems to be ahead of the curve even further than I thought. Offensively and defensively, it's a long season. There's a lot of things going on. I get it. But right now, it's hard not to get too excited about this basketball team. And we'll talk about that excitement here in just a second. But now it's time for your Game Changer of the Week, brought to you by Athletic Brewing Company, much like... Chandler Lawson for the Razorbacks going in there and making big plays going up against Zach Eady as well as Tremont Mark. Uh, Athletic Brewing has changed, completely changed the non-alcoholic beer game. They may not make non-alcoholic beer that actually tastes good. 
And they have changed it so much so that they are not only great tasting, but award winning. And it beat out full strength beers in global competitions. They brew over 50 styles of craft beer that's non-alcoholic, including IPAs, golden sa- Goldens and Sours, and so much more. And they're fit for all times. You can drink them anytime, any place, make any activity a lot more enjoyable. And the best thing about it is there's no hangovers ever. So you can find Athletic Brewing Company's non-alcoholic brews at a store near you, or you can buy online at athleticbrewery.com. That's athleticbrewing.com. First-time customers can use promo code LOCKEDON to get 15% off your first order. That's code L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N at checkout for 15% off at athleticbrewing.com. Near beer, exclusions, and conditions apply. Athletic Brewing Company, fit for all times. We're also brought to you by eBay Motors. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home, right? What brings home those winning plays and those winning trophies is always going to be your ride-or-die keeping that alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and leveled up to peak performance from superchargers to roof racks to exhaust kits to LED headlights and so much more, whether you're into speed, power, style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. With the eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. So with all the parts you need at all the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. eBay guaranteed fit only available to U.S. customers. You are locked on Razorbacks. Your daily podcast on the Arkansas Razorbacks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. All right, so continuing on with the Locked On Razorbacks podcast, uh, we're talking about basketball and obviously the great game that they had against Purdue and just the, the things that can really come from it, you know? That's that's what I've been trying to wrap my head around and talking with my friends that were there at the game and talking with other media members uh, at, at the game too, just trying to make sense of it all, you know, trying to say, okay, how much can we take from this? What can we really see from this team? What can we really say, all right, this is it. This is real. This is something that's going to be a game-changing deal. What can you really take from it? And I'm going to be honest about it. This team has everything that they need to win a national championship in college basketball. Now, I am not going to say that they are going to win it all or that they will win it all because, as you know, as good as I know, that the national championship in college basketball strictly comes down to the NCAA tournament and about matchups and about playing your best at the right time. It's a crapshoot in a lot of cases. Sometimes one of the best teams wins and goes to the national championship. Other times it doesn't even happen. You know, UConn last year was a, I believe, a five seed, four seed or five seed. Best team in the country and won the national championship, hands down. FAU went to the final four. You know, like... (laughs) San Diego State went to the Final Four when playing the national championship. So it's just, you never really know how it's going to go. But you still have a certain recipe of, okay, you got to have certain players. You got to have certain dudes that can do certain things. And you got to have great guard play. You got to have great defense. You got to have experience. And folks, after seeing this, if again, we go back to it. If Arkansas is already doing this against Purdue, if they are already doing this against a team like Purdue, and they are this level good right now. 
what is stopping this team from winning a national championship? They got to stay healthy, first and foremost. Number one, got to stay healthy. Got to get that done. They have to be able to continue to improve and continue to grow and continue to get better. They got to figure out their roles a little bit more. They, you know, they got to limit the turnovers. They're, they're not going to go undefeated. They're not gonna, like, that's, I'm not saying that. They're going to have struggles. They're going to have times. In fact, I would go ahead and bank on it that they're probably going to get off to a slow start in SEC play because that seems to be the way that most teams go. Like Those things are going to happen. But it's a, it's a matter of what difference is it going to make, though? Like, what's it going to do? How big is it actually going to change things? And I just see it all. Like, they have so much experience. Everybody's an experienced player. I mean, you're talking about a guy, the, the player that may play, and I'm talking about significant roles now. I'm not talking about just who's on the team in general. But I think of all the players that are going to play significant roles, Tremont Mark's your youngest guy. Like, he's a junior. And I think uh, Brazil, of course, is a he's a third year player too. But everybody else is uh, is upperclassmen. Like I believe you're going to have Brazil, Lawson, Ellis, Devo, Tremont, Mark, Caleb Battle, Makai Mitchell, and Jeremiah Davenport. Those are going to be the eight. And then if Jalen Graham can somehow get back into it, you know maybe he'll find a role onto it because we know Arkansas and Musk, they only like to play eight guys. Maybe they'll play nine, but they could play nine. They could play ten. I mean, Bayfall didn't even get into this game. Layden Blocker, I'll admit, I was one of those guys that said that Layden Blocker's not going to play much this year, and he may not end up. But when he got in there, he did some good things. For a true freshman, playing eight minutes, went three or four from the field, six points. Did have a turnover and an assist, but, I mean, still, like, I was I was impressed by him. So those are the things that could really change it and, you know, put this team into a whole new stratosphere. But the point is, is that they got everything that they need. They got everything that they need to win a national championship. It's just a matter of can they put it together at the right time. And I think everyone took notice of it, too, on Saturday when Arkansas won this game. It wasn't on TV. It was on streaming on SEC Network Plus because college football is still very much uh, a big deal for so many people here. But I think people took notice. You know, John Rothstein, Jeff Goodman, uh, some of these, uh, Jeff Brazil, some of these big national college basketball people took notice of it. And shout out to the fans, too, for showing up. I, I don't think that there was 20,000 people there, but it was it was packed, and the energy was there. And for an exhibition basketball game on a Saturday, granted it was a bye week, still the fans deserve a lot of credit. It did not feel like an exhibition game. It felt every bit of like a real game in late February, early March in conference play. That's the vibe that it gave. And I think the fans really helped that out and really fed into the energy that was going up there against them, too. So just shout out to the fans and all of you that made the trip. Because uh, that was awesome to see that. But Arkansas has got what it takes. They got the players. They got the guard play. Uh, they got guys that can make big plays, and they got offensive threats all over the place. I mean, Brazil is a freak athlete like you've never seen before. We all know that. Chandler Lawson is a, is a long wingspan guy that is the most coachable player in the country that he's ever had or one of the most coachable players that Muss has ever had. He said that in the press conference. L. Ellis can score in a bunch of different ways and get to the rack. We know Devo and how great he is and, and his leadership and his experience. Tremont Mark seems to have ice in his veins. No big moment too big, and he goes in there and he takes care of business and ends up hitting big shots. Khalif Battle, Caliph, God, Caliph Battle is a guy that has so much offensive prowess where he can score in so many different ways and kill you with it. You know, Makai Mitchell still got a lot of experience as a big man. And a guy that's been around and is a very good player coming off the bench. Jeremiah Davenport, they've never seen a shot he didn't like that he can come in and try to take advantage of. 
And again, this is all going off without Jalen Graham, which, you know, say what you want about him. But if he's able to get back and find a role in this team, he's all got all the offensive pieces that you need too. You don't have a major glaring weakness right now in this team. The shooting's better. The three-point shooting for sure is better. The free throws, I mean, they missed four free throws, but all of them are by Tremont Mark, and he'll, he'll work on that. And they they got to get better at the rebounding. That's going to have to definitely take into consideration. But And 15 turnovers is way too many. But those are things that can come with time. Those are things will come with those roles getting defined. But this team has what it takes. They got everything that they need, and they got everything that they need to make it just the best experience that they can be, and I love what this team is able to bring so far. We will talk a little bit about football. Don't you worry, folks. We will talk football. But, folks, I got to tell you about Prize Picks and how they are the largest independently owned daily fantasy sports platform in all of North America. They are the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. It's just you against the numbers. So instead of battling thousands of other players, including pros and sharks, you just pick more or less, more or less, on two to six player stat projections and watch the winnings roll in. And it's really simple to play. You can submit your picks and make your picks in less than 60 seconds. It's quick withdrawals, easy gameplay, and an enormous selection of players and stat types that are the reasons why. Price Picks is the number one daily fantasy sports app. And they also offer weekly promotions that can lead to huge payouts like Taco Tuesday, where each Tuesday, Price Picks discounts select player projections up to 25% to provide even more value. So get in on it, start having some fun with it. And it is going to be an easy way to make a lot of money doing it the most fun way possible in all your sports. So go over to prizepicks.com slash college and use promo code LOCKEDONCOLLEGE for a first deposit match up to $100. Go to prizepicks.com slash college promo code LOCKEDONCOLLEGE for a first deposit match up to $100. It's PrizePix, daily fantasy sports made easy. You are locked on Razorbacks. Your daily podcast on the Arkansas Razorbacks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, so final segment here on the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. Uh, you know, one thing that will be a quick way of getting people to be already, you know, kind of down in the dumps or maybe to kill their basketball vibes and their mood right now is talking a little bit about football. But uh, we got to talk about football because this is the final four game stretch the final third of the season for the Arkansas Razorbacks and Sam Pittman. They coming off of a bye week and we're going to talk more about Arkansas and Florida this week and, and everything. Like some of you may be over it. Some of you may not want to, some of you may be like, I'm on to basketball and I get it. I am too, but there's still some interest there. There's still some intrigue. There's still some fun that can be had. And this is a huge week. This is a huge week for Sam Pittman. In fact, I would even say that the era can come down. The Sam Pittman era can come down to this weekend against Florida. Now, does that mean that if he loses the game, he's fired? No, I'm not saying that. What I am saying, though, is that if this team comes out and loses a certain way, it's over. It's done with. The Sam Pittman era officially comes to an end. And that comes down to how the team responds. How do they come out? Because if this team comes out against Florida down in Gainesville and not acting like they could give two rips about playing, they're not in the mood, they don't have the energy, they don't feel good, they're just kind of rolling through the motions, just wanting the season to end, which we all know can happen, and we all know that it is a distinct possibility because we've seen it. We've seen it under the Chad Morris era and everything. If they do that, it's over. 
it's done with. It's Sam Pittman's done with. The, the, the entire thing is going to get blown up at the end of the year, and there's a good chance that they don't even win another game. But if they do, they win one more. Like, that's the kind of vibe. Because this is the time where you can still, by making the change after Dan Enos, having the bye week, and knowing what's at stake, this is your chance to come out and show that you're still the guy. You're still the man for the job. Yes, you made a mistake in hiring Dan Enos. Yes, the offense has sucked. But you're fixing it, and you're, you're going to do whatever it takes to fix it, and the team is responding to your message to them and responding to you trying to fix it. That's the way that you can get this done. That's the way that you can really get it to change. That's the way you can make it all feel really, really good for everybody involved moving forward. But if you come out and you completely and totally lay an egg in Florida and Gainesville and you get blown out because Florida's a good team. They're a lot better than what I even thought they would be at the beginning of the year. But they're a good team, and it's a tough place to play in Gainesville. But if you come out and you don't look like you give two rips about it, it's over. But if you go out there and you compete, if you go out there and you do your things and your offense looks better and your offense looks higher caliber and it looks like it's fun, it looks like it's energy, it looks like their players are responding to the coaches and to having Kenny Guyton now as the offensive coordinator. Like If those things end up happening, then there it may still be some hope for this team and for this year yet as far as getting to a bowl game, getting to a postseason uh, appearance because right now it ain't looking too hot. I mean, you got to win out to get to a bowl game and that's not an easy task. But it's a matter of how you look. Well, what this week going to be like, we'll hear from Sam Pittman today, uh, noon. We'll hear from some of the players as well. And I'm sure KJ Jefferson will be one of them. Uh, I don't know if we'll ever hear from Kenny Guyton. Probably not, but uh, it'd be nice to hear. But we're going to hear from him, and we're going to see it. And hopefully it ends up being something to where a week from now, we can be coming back and talking about Arkansas's first SEC win, first time winning down in Florida, first time you know being gain- winning in Florida in Gainesville since joining the SEC. Uh, just the first a lot of things that can be positive because it's been six straight weeks since you've had anything positive. In fact, you can make the argument it's been seven games because after that Kent State game, there was never nothing any positivity that was really coming from it. So this could be the chance. This could be the time. Will this team respond? Will Sam Pittman respond? Will KJ Jefferson respond? Will everybody be all in? Will everybody feel good about it and fight for him and everything? Guess time will tell. Appreciate everybody listening in to Locked on Razorbacks podcast. Be sure to like and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or on Google Play. You can also get after me on Twitter at BuzzJohnNavers for any questions, comments, concerns that you may have. We'll keep it going from there. Same podcast time, same podcast channel tomorrow afternoon. Have a great day, everybody. We'll see you then.